Hello, everyone. My name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You can learn more about me and detoxification at MyersDetox.com. Today, we have a very special show. We have Dr. Jay Davidson on the podcast to talk about the order in which you need to address your health issues. Many people have heavy metals, they have mold, they have parasites, they have other issues going on. And there's a plethora of information on the internet about doing a mold protocol, doing a heavy metal protocol, doing a parasite protocol. But where do you begin? What's the order in which you need to address these issues? That's a very, very important factor when you're trying to heal your health is doing it in the order in which uh, many people, including practitioners like Jay Davidson, have discovered is the best way to go about things. I personally think you know, bioenergetics is very foundational. It's something that uh, everyone should begin with uh, in their health, doing a Nest Health bioenergetic program that we offer here at Myers Detox. That helps to correct a lot of downline issues that people have. It gets their body functioning better in many, many, many different ways. You can learn more about that um, on MyersDetox.com and in my podcast, Supercharge, which is completely dedicated to bioenergetics. It's really the future of healthcare. Um, but today we're gonna to talk about a lot of different things that you can do for parasites, uh, some interesting information on retroviruses, lots of amazing tidbits, uh, amazing supplements you can take for parasites. Dr. Jay Davidson is a wealth of information. It's always so interesting to talk to. He's been on the show a couple times, but lots of new stuff that he's revealing today on the show. I had kind of an upsetting weekend. My dog wizard was found in the pool. He had drowned, and uh, my, I was filming. I was doing some filming with our videographer, and uh, my daughter wanted to show uh, the videographer. Our, our dog wanted to meet wizard, and they went outside and discovered him in the pool. I was so sad. Um, because he's uh, he's been with our family for about 10 years and it just compounded matters because my dog Jezebel died about three months ago. She was hit by a car and it was just really devastating and Jezebel was my very first dog and uh, just such, such a smart, amazing dog, such you know wonderful members of our family and brought so much love and joy like pets do into our lives. and. It was also amazing kind of, you know, helping my dogs with their health alternatively using our Nest Health Bioenergetics program and, and using a Catalyst Foundation parasite supplement uh, that I uh, would use on them to help with their health. And, and they were really thriving. I was hoping to keep them in our lives for a long time by keeping them um, healthy, doing some of the things that I do for my health like the Nest Health Bioenergetics, and unfortunately, um, it, wasn't, it was their time to go. And uh, really, really sad about that. But uh, we're planning in the new year to get a couple new puppies and uh, a couple of probably Pomeranians also, but we may go to a shelter too and see if there's any Pomeranians that we can adopt. So we're gonna start looking around in the new year and uh, very sad to have our animals pass it's really sad having experienced that with uh, losing our two dogs and my daughter's dealing with that, learning about 
death and loss and whatnot. And it's in, really interesting too. I did a Nest Health scan recently and profound loss showed up on my scan because, uh, you know, when we have grief, when we have loss in our family, that resonates at a certain frequency and that can be picked up by a biofeedback scan like a Nest Health bioenergetic scan. And it's just really, really interesting how that came up after my dog Jezebel died and also after Wizard died. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, but on to today's show, uh, Dr. J. Davidson is a, a very good friend of mine and I love having him on the show. And he is a doctor of chiropractic and a PsyD who completed his undergraduate studies at University of Wisconsin La Crosse, majoring in biology with a biomedical concentration and chemistry minor. He received his Doctor of Chiropractic degree at Northwestern College of Chiropractic in Minnesota. Dr. Jay focuses on functional natural medicine, and he's also a husband and a father, and he's also a popular speaker and a two-time number one international best-selling author. Dr. Jay was the host of the Chronic Lyme Disease Summit number one, two, and three, and he is also the host of the Parasite Summit and a co-host of The Detox Project, which I spoke on, which had over 50,000 participants. Dr. Jay Davidson is admired for his ability to bridge the gap between the scientific health community and the layperson. Dr. Jay is an ambitious researcher and clinician in the health world, and his at-home Lyme disease program is his private community that walks you through his exact protocols that changed his wife's life from a near-death experience with Lyme disease. And he's also the co-founder of Microbe Formulas. You can learn more about Jay at drjdavidson.com and learn about his supplement line at microbeformulas.com. Dr. Jay, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Wendy. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, so you've become quite the expert on parasites and uh, so many other health issues gut health and whatnot. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing lately? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I feel like it's kind of been a whirlwind for, you know, 2018, but it's exciting. Um, and, and I feel like it's been so much personal discovery, you know, with my own health, which I feel like for all of us, you know, we're like, what, what, what's going on? And all of a sudden you like figure out another key or another, another piece. And you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. And then all of a sudden gratitude comes in like, oh, thank you for, for figuring that out. So, um, yeah, I guess lately really been honing in on, um, you know, the order to get people well, because I feel like there's a lot of education that's out there. People are very uh, education thirsty and hungry, you know, with consuming podcasts and summits. And I, I feel like to some degree, though, it's like, well, well, how do I categorize things? Like we almost get lost of like, OK, well, that's a great piece of information or that's like groundbreaking. But then where does that fit in for me? Um, I just I just feel like today. Our, our day and age, you know, we have supplement of uh, our cabinets, you know, full of just supplements. And then we're kind of like forgot, like, what did I originally order that for? Like, what's what's the purpose behind it? And so that's really what I've been honing in on is like, 
okay, what are the major upstream sources that are holding people back? And then in what order do we need to address them? And then probably the newest thing is kind of, uh, well, I mean, going farther in depth, which we can chat about today, but also understanding the importance of mitochondria. You know, just the mitochondrial, which I've, I've heard it for years, but at the same time, it's like if we don't have the basic mitochondrial energy, like no matter what protocol you put somebody on, it's just like, they can crash or they could not feel good, even though maybe the protocol is the right thing and it's getting them the right direction. It's just like, you know, the body's not healing. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's a really, really important topic that we're going to discuss today on the podcast, because like you said, there's so many options out there. People can do parasite cleansing. They can do heavy metal detox. They can do so many other different things. But where do you begin? Like what order do you start? And as a lay person, can be very, very overwhelming and they try different things and they try different programs and try different supplements and just hoping something sticks, something works. So just tell us where do we start? Yeah, well, where we start is um, we I have to understand what's wrong or what are the upstream sources. And clinically, the, the top things I see is parasite infection. And for those that are maybe in a first world country like the US or Australia, and they're like, parasites, are you kidding me? It's like, no, parasites, absolutely, which we can talk more about that. Uh, other chronic infection, and you could, I mean, you could put parasites and other chronic infection together. I like to separate them. And when I'm talking about other chronic infection, I'm specifically talking about um, bacteria like Lyme disease, like Bartonella, um, specifically talking about viruses like Epstein-Barr, Cytomegalia. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different herpes type viruses, and then also retroviruses. And retroviruses are one of those big keys that I've actually found out personally uh, is also really related to parasites. So it's like all these things different connect. So we've got uh, parasites, chronic infection, mold in your home, environment, school, work. Uh, and then I would say the fourth thing would be toxins. And top of the list would be heavy metals, but I would also wanna throw pesticides, radiation up on that list as well too um as probably top top of the list i would put for toxicity yeah and guess what when you go to your conventional medical doctor they're not looking for any of those things any of those underlying root causes as to what is causing your health issues and what can we do about it and you're just not getting any information or testing or knowledge about that whatsoever no, no, absolutely not. I mean, it, even today, I'll still hear from mainstream medical world detox. Why would you need to detox? That's what a liver and that's what the kidneys are for. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me? We still have to have this discussion with over 80,000 different chemicals that have been created by man. We hardly have studied any for safety, let alone how they interact. And to think like it's not possible for our bodies to be overloaded where we have to assist in getting these chemicals out. I mean, when, when somebody brings that up, I'm like, really, I, I can't even have a conversation with you because you have to understand we're more toxic now than ever. And if you don't believe like toxicity is an issue, then, you know, we got some foundation that we have to somehow lay. But you'd probably do a better job explaining that than I would. <laughs> yeah, I don't even bother trying to make those arguments. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if, you know, when people pose them on Facebook or whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's like, and some people's their livers just don't work very well genetically. So, you know, for, forget the liver argument. But I think for the most part, uh, many people's livers are compromised today because we, the liver has to break down all these 80,000 chemicals that we can potentially be exposed to. Um, so let's, and retroviruses, uh, that's something that I've talked about once before on the podcast. 
and it's a, a big problem. There's millions of people with retroviruses and uh, other the infections that you talked about going to their doctor, not getting a correct diagnosis, and therefore no, no hope of getting the correct protocol to address it. But retroviruses in particular are interesting because we get those from vaccines. All yeah. vaccines, every single one, contain retroviruses. Immunotherapy, some cancer treatments contain retroviruses. So it's something that if you've had any of those in the past, you could have retroviruses and the only option is uh, antivirals for those to stop those symptoms. Um, tell us a little bit more about those. So the retroviruses, um, my my uh, good friend, Dr. Todd Watts, has been doing a lot of research into that. And also uh, one of our scientists is pretty well versed in it. And uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits has really been a you know pioneer in this world. I know Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt's been uh, speaking about it as well, too. And it's it's something that we need to understand is an epidemic. And we're not going to see really the magnitude of it probably for another 10 or 20 years even if we made changes now, because retroviruses basically embed in our own DNA. So they do something called reverse transcriptase, where essentially they'll have their own DNA, they'll embed and they have um, basically things in them that will allow them to insert their DNA right into ours. And now our DNA has retroviruses in it, and then we'll transcribe or replicate. And now we're having like these virus, these retroviruses is what they call them, uh, DNA that are basically us, right? So you can argue as we're exposed to more and more retroviruses that we're becoming less human. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting uh, conversation. But the thing that I've seen is that retroviruses will be triggered at different times. So let's say you have some emotional trauma. Uh, you unfortunately lose a loved one going through a divorce, you know, something happens like that, a physical trauma, car accident, you have a chemical stressor, you get exposed, uh, you walk out on a, a golf course and you're exposed to pesticides, you're in a moldy uh, building without realizing it, all of a sudden you get heavy metal exposure. These stressors can then trigger that retrovirus that could be dormant for 10, 20, 30 years, and all of a sudden activate it, where you think, well, I'm, I'm doing great with health, I don't have any issues and all of a sudden now you have a trigger that can then basically trigger these retroviruses to become active. Now all of a sudden we have an issue and when they're embedded in our DNA, it's like, wait a minute, this this is definitely something that we need to bring attention to and understand. And we've been experimenting and working with some uh, kind of research products in in going after them. And one of the the newer products, which isn't isn't out yet, um, but um, Dr. Dr. Todd Watts gave me gave me some to test out. And of course, you know, I always want to test the stuff out and see see how it's going. And I took some uh, one morning at a seminar that we were at. The next morning, uh, about 9 a.m., took some again. And then around like lunchtime, I went to the bathroom. My stomach just kind of felt queasy. Went to wipe and I'm like, that didn't feel right. I looked down and this is the second time this has happened in my life. There's worms hanging from me into the toilet bowl and they're dead. But I'm like, again, because the first time was when I started with a Mosapudica seed. Uh, about 17 days in um, at a conference actually that that we we both attend and you know my stomach felt kind of rolling and queasy the day before and then like I went to the bathroom I was like whoo I just feel so much better but then these things are hanging out of me I had to pull out the second time it happened I was on no antiparasitics and I was just addressing retroviruses and that's what really opened my mind up in the last few months of how connected parasites are with retroviruses and you can kind of go down the research pathway 
And it might be good just to interview Dr. Watts because he's done so much research in this category, but kind of correlating parasites with the uh, correlation of retroviruses. So strongyloides, which is a parasite with different retroviruses, the HCLVs and these different things, and how um, they're basically connected. And so me going after retroviruses, all of a sudden I'm pulling, you know, more critters out of my rear end, which is like, what? How's this happen? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not enough just to go for parasites. You have to address the retroviruses as well, correct? Yeah. Well, so you have to address it all, I really believe. And I believe that there's a right order. And I think I figured it out, but I'm always open to learning and always open to growing. You know, so much has changed in this last few years. But when I look at, okay, let's assume you have all these issues, because the listener might be saying, well, What's the order? You know, what's the right order? It's like, well, let's just assume that all these are issues, first of all, so we can, uh, excuse me, so we can map out the order. And then if you don't have them, great, you can kind of skip some steps. But I'd rather assume that people have a toxicity issue. I'd rather assume them to have a parasite infection than to say, I don't really think so and kind of skip over it. And now it's like they actually did have it and it, th you know, threw them off. So it's super important to understand the order and the first thing is understand what's wrong. Uh, so if we just assume that all these pieces are actually part of the puzzle for you, then the first step I would say is drainage, Wendy. And drainage is just about opening the pathways up. Because if you're gonna start to detox, if you're gonna start to kill off pathogens, whether they're parasites, chronic infections, like you know viruses or bacteria or retroviruses, they have to have somewhere to go. So a drainage pathway would be the colon, making sure you're going number two regularly. And how often? I like to recommend two, if not three times a day, when you have um, something that you're actually going after on the health side. One to two might be all right, you know, that is kind of a good number just for, I would say, the typical wellness side of things, but two to three, I would always err on the side of the bowels moving more than less, because as soon as you start killing things, or as soon as you start detoxing, if that bowels back up, it backs the whole train up, it backs all the body up. Uh, the liver bile duct is a really important area, you mentioned the liver earlier, the kidneys, uh, we've got the lymphatic system, the brain draining into the lymphatic system. The glymphatic system is what they call it. It's basically the glial cell and lymphatic together. We've got the skin as a sweat pathway. So what can we do to open up the drainage pathway to prepare you? And that's probably one of the most important things I see where people uh, run into health issues or they run into kind of the quote unquote herxine crisis is they just jump into, I'm going to kill stuff or I'm going to detox stuff because I did that. I'm like, I have mercury and, and lead jump into it and then reacted and leaky gut and allergies flared up and just a huge reaction. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And actually at the time I, I thought, well, there's no way I could detox. But what I didn't realize was, you know, I wasn't doing anything to get my body ready. And that's really what I look at drainage. So assuming you're supporting the drainage pathway, then the next step is the parasite side. And, um, you know, there's a lot of testing out there, but honestly, I would say, don't waste your money. I was actually just recently at a seminar this last weekend and the speaker was talking about, um, he saw some research, I actually emailed him to ask him, okay, can you you know send it my way? And he sent me an article, but he was still looking for the main one he found, but the article was talking about, or the research was talking about doing a microbiome stool sample and then actually a physical exam of the colon to check the, the cultures inside the colon and how vastly different they were and how much that it kind of questions the result of even like microbiome testing. And I, I say that because kind of we're trained, you know, in our society, like, well, let's run a lab, you know, is there parasites didn't show up on a lab test. So why do I have parasites? It's like, well, parasites don't always come out in every stool sample. Uh, the labs are usually pretty jammed. They're trying to 
do 20 samples in an hour. Uh, they maybe spend three minutes a sample, and if they don't find it in that time period, it's negative. But then the other complicating thing is that when parasites die, some of them actually release an enzyme that will dissolve their own bodies. So by the time it gets sent into a lab, transit time, by the time the lab looks at it, I mean, there could have been a parasite, now it could be gone uh, or not really recognizable. So I, I don't like the parasite tests that are available, at least today. Um, and I would rather just, you know, put finances to let's parasite cleanse, let's see what comes out of you. Yeah, and there's, have... there's thousands of parasites also. You can't test for all of those. Yeah, there, there's thousands. And um, I actually just saw some research uh, a few weeks ago. I think it was done actually last year, but I saw it just a few weeks ago that they DNA sequenced 10 different parasite species they hadn't ever sequenced. And they came up with a million new genes. And I'm like... A million new genes. Like, how far behind are we? Or like you're saying, like, can we really trust a negative? So I would rather assume, like, you have parasites. Let's cleanse. And when you actually see stuff come out of you, you don't need a test to be like, okay, that was that was it, you know. And especially if you end up like me, where you actually have to pull things out, they're they're usually dead. Um, but it's you know, in the words of Shrek, always better out than in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so let's talk about that, you know, the order in which we want to do things. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Yes. Where do we start? First step is drainage. Open up the drainage pathway. It could be supplements that help support the liver bile duct system. Uh, it could be doing things like coffee enemas, casserole packing, liver gallbladder flushes. Um, it could be uh, things to help move the colon along, support the lymphatic, dry brushing, sauna, right? There's all kinds of different things that could be in that regimen. So we want to support drainage. The next thing is we want to go after parasites. Parasites, the reason why they're so early in the journey is mold spores will live inside of parasites. So let's say that you remediate your house or you relocate and you're like, I am mold safe, thank goodness, but you're still dealing with chronic inflammatory response syndrome, SEERS, like Dr. Richie Shoemaker talks about. It's because possibly that the mold spores are still in your body, even though your environment's clean, because they're living inside of parasites and replicating. So parasites have to be dealt with to fully clear out mold from your body. Heavy metals, which I know you talk about so often, um, they're stored within parasites. So parasites are basically sponges. They'll absorb six, sometimes eight times their weight in a heavy metal. And that's why I believe personally that there's a parasite epidemic now is because of the toxicity epidemic. So because there's a vast amount of heavy metal toxicity in our bodies, it creates an environment that actually attracts parasites. Our body says, oh, thank you for absorbing those heavy metals. But now you get the downside of the parasite and technically, the heavy metals are still in your body because they're within the parasite. So you have to kill the parasite. Some of that metal will leave with the debris. Some of it will be released, which is why it's so important to be binding on to these heavy metals even during a parasite cleanse. But to truly detox heavy metals, I believe that you have to parasite cleanse first. And I did a couple years of chelation for heavy metals and never put it together about parasites until after the fact. And I look back now, I'm like, gosh, I could have saved so much time probably, but I also wouldn't have that same appreciation and wouldn't be able to you know, have a conversation about it right now. So we've got parasites will hold mold, mold spores, parasites will hold on to heavy metals, and then research has also shown 
that different chronic infections, little ones, little bugs like Lyme disease, a bacteria, will live inside of parasites as well. So Dr. Alan McDonald uh, actually showed that bacteria like Lyme disease live safely within nematodes, which is a type of parasite. So for somebody that's been battling chronic infection, they've been going after uh, Lyme disease, they've been going after Epstein-Barr, and they're like, I can't get well. As soon as I stop my protocol, I crash. It's because you're missing pieces. Either you haven't addressed the detoxification of the heavy metals that's be, you know, part of the biofilm that's protecting these critters, or you haven't addressed the parasite that's housing them. Uh, if, if we start removing the shields behind, you know, that are protecting these critters, everything changes and actually becomes a lot easier. And what my good friend, Dr. Todd Watts has been discovering with parasites in the research is when you have a parasite infection, it actually lifts up your Th2 immune system, drops down your Th1. Well, that makes you more prone to having a viral infection. So the viruses replicate faster and our immune system can't clear it out. So somebody that's dealing with like chronic viral load, they have a hard time actually getting well because of a parasite infection is messing up their immune system. And I personally went through a lot uh, anytime I would travel, I'd get sick, kind of grew up always sick. And when I finally was clearing parasites out, like now all of a sudden my immune system's like titanium. And what I realized was that it was most likely making me prone to getting sick that, it, you know, my immune system was all, was all off. So parasites got to be first in order to clear mold out, in order to fully clear heavy metals out. And then I would say the chronic infection, like the virus, the bacteria, is kind of the last step because they will use heavy metals to protect themselves. They'll use... Um, parasites to be to live inside of uh, and it also mess up the immune system and then remember mold will suppress the immune system and make you more prone to that stuff too so if you understand like okay I've got Epstein-Barr or I have Lyme disease the last thing you want to do is just try to go after that critter you want to approach it in this order because that's going to speed the process up and you're less likely to crash too yeah and it's also there's something to be said for you know, strengthening your immune system functioning. Because I think for many people, they have compromised immune system functioning for so many different reasons, nutritionally, stress-wise, EMF, not enough sleep, uh, not, not the right, they don't have to take the right supplements or minerals. And we need to do things to fortify our immune system so it can do its job and keep these infection populations and parasite populations under control. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's our lifestyle. And, and not to leave off, you know, your diet, your food, that completely matters. I'd rather have you eat really good food than take 100 supplements, you know, like let, let's start with the food. And then that's also not to include your mental, emotional traumas or stressors, you know, around the holiday season, there's the most anxiety, the most depression, the most deaths, unfortunately, in December than any other month of, of the year, you know, so there's, there's a big emotional component um, to health as well. But as far as like the four big things I mentioned earlier, I'd say that's kind of more that functional medicine world. Yeah. And you have to be, at, you know, proactively addressing any infections that you have, keep the, get the populations down because the parasite poop, all the mycotoxins are releasing cause a lot of symptoms and health issues. People have trouble metabolizing that and detoxing it as well. Yeah, totally. And it, it, it's what actually creates food sensitivities and allergies. I mean, allergies are out of the world right now. I mean, there's so many different things that people react to. Um, and dairy allergy is probably one of the biggest symptoms of parasite infection. Because if you think about this, when you eat food and you have some protein, our bodies should break that protein down into amino acids, which is basically the next, next step. We use the amino acids to then make neurotransmitters. 
These are the serotonin, the dopamine, the, you know, what actually make us feel good and make our brain like, you know, cognition normal. Uh, and parasites will actually eat the protein to prevent us from getting the amino acid breakdown. A lot of times people will say, well, take enzymes with food when you're parasite cleansing, which I agree, because then basically you're assisting, you're assisting the protein to be broken down to amino acids. So you're kind of like not feeding the, the parasite. But the key is we have to go after the parasites because when parasites are there, they're basically stealing our nutrients. They're robbing us from what we should be eating. And then they're also messing up the neurotransmitters, and all the other things. So not only are we nutrient deficient, but then it also affects a lot of chemical pathways as well. So talk about your favorite parasite protocols. What kind of things do you recommend to go after the parasites? Um, well, the number one thing uh, I like is Mimosa pudica seed. Um, and I'll say that again because I, I know when my good friend Dr. Todd Watts told me, he's, I was speaking on stage about Lyme and hormones and this guy in the audience started asking me questions. Uh, like biochemistry. I'm like, either he's a jerk or he's like really smart, you know, and wants to know <laughs> some answers. And so we, we talked afterward. I'm like, oh, this guy's like genuinely nice. He just really wants to know like the pathways and things like that. He thinks very biochemistry. And he, we went to dinner with some friends, with some other people that we mutually knew. And he starts showing me pictures. And I'm like, what is that? He's like, that's, you know, this type of worm. That's that. That's that. I'm like, I want to try that out. You know, my curiosity, like, definitely put me in. And he's like, well, this is mimosa pudica seed. I'm like, mimosa pudica seed. He's like, yeah, not the whole plant, not the bark, but the seed is what the sticky stuff is. It seems to work really well. So I started taking it and that's 17 days in when I was pulling two worms out of me that was hanging from me into the toilet bowl. And it was a crazy story because I'm at a seminar, not speaking, just attending, no, no reason for the butterflies. And I'm my stomach just felt like I had butterflies. As soon as I passed my stool, I'm like, I feel amazing. But then I saw the worms and I yell at my wife because she's, you know, in the hotel room, like, Heather, get over here. You have to see this. And at the time, my daughter comes running over. She's like three years old. She looks at me. She's like, Dad, why do you have string hanging from your butt? I'm like, Heather, get <laughs> over here. You know, you have to see this. And she's like, oh, this, like, that look like I'm looking, but I don't want to look. Like, what is that? And and my mind started racing. I'm like, wait a minute. If I, a relatively healthy guy, have these, who else does? And the only thing I was taking at that time was actually mimosa pudica seed. So that by itself could get you some great results. Um, and I had a lot of symptoms, even like my my nose would harden. I'd get like these scabby boogers inside my nose, you know, when I was taking that. So I knew it had like this whole systemic effect. It's amazing for GI tract and just like a gut, gut grabber, gut scrubber, uh, you know, really a gut gut support, which I mean, can be used probably in any protocol. Uh, but it's got really great results with, you know, parasites and biofilm and candida and those kind of things. Uh, but then when I started looking into and using Ayurvedic herbs like neem, um, holarina, trifala, uh, clove, you know, these other, these other Ayurvedic herbs have been used in India for years, you know, with, with parasites started getting some more things out and that's kind of just opened me up to, okay, if it's an antiparasitic, I'm going to try it out. And so I like, I like varying it up. I like rotation, but I would say kind of that Ayurvedic blend along with most seeds seeds, really a great foundation. And then, um, you know, there's things like tinctures that work really good too. that get absorbed systemically that have like a, the, the classic antiparasitics like wormwood, black walnut. Um, you know, we've got lamatium, um, 
there's quite a, I mean, there's quite a few great, great products out there, but the key I would remind the listener, short little couple day parasite cleanses, uh-uh. Be persistent, be consistent. I went, so when I got those two long ones out, the next month and a half, it was like four to seven inches, and, and that was like all my stools. And then it stopped, and I was like, oh, thank you, I'm all done, right? And then like a month later, stomach started not feeling great, skin started being a little irritated. I'm like, I wonder if I still have some more parasites. Went back on, same thing. Went another like month of clearing stuff out, and then it stopped. I'm like, oh, I must be done. Then the symptoms came back again, and I realized, okay, as soon as I stop seeing them, doesn't mean that I'm that I'm done. What it means is that either the next round of eggs hasn't hatched or there's another size that's ready to come out. So what I've kind of found clinically is big ones come out first and the smaller ones. So I had some obviously real long, like a scarus lumbricoide roundworms. Then I had uh, smaller ones. Then I ended up getting some um, pinworms. Those are the ones that make your butt itchy. And then of course my, my wife her butt started getting itchy. I'm like, sorry, hon. You know, so she started cleansing them because it's, it's one thing, you know, you're like, well, how do I get them? Well, even if you're not intimate with somebody, just living in the same environment, you know, pets, cats, dogs, do you let your pets lick you? You know, like, especially a dog, it's like, do you know where that mouth has licked before? Uh, do you let your animals sleep in bed with you? I mean, this is where it's good. I always look at, okay, who's the most, you know, struggling person health wise, start with them first. And then as they get a couple months into parasite cleansing, then do the rest of the family, you know, at the same time, because you don't want to be sharing the stuff back and forth. I had a friend that she was having a hard time getting over Lyme disease and then she actually treated her dog for it and boom, she was fine. It was like the dog kept like giving it back to her. So understand that who's ever in your household, whether they're humans or animals, that that can also play a role with your health too. So let's talk about binders. Is it important to take binders when you're doing parasite cleansing? Absolutely. Yeah. So parasites will produce byproducts like ammonia, which is a very alkaline toxin that kind of forms in pockets. So getting on uh, something that helps actually bind the ammonia can help symptomatology like greatly. Uh, but then also too, when the parasites die, they're going to release heavy metals. So it's really important to be on something that can help to bind those heavy metals because you don't want to have them release and then redistribute to some other area and deposit. And then it's like, okay, it's going to take you that much longer to detox them. And then remember too, bacteria, viruses will also be inside of parasites. So it's good to be on something that's immune boosting, which generally anti-parasitics are, especially in the herbal route. So that will kind of cover that. But even something for viruses themselves or even retroviruses is good to be on while you're parasite cleansing along with binding heavy metals. One of the symptoms, so many stories, you know, but it's like, they've all, they've all helped me to learn things. Um, I had an outbreak of like this rash from my pubic bone up into my armpits. And then, uh, basically in the inside of my biceps, it was symmetrical. It was like this big V I'm like, this looks like shingles or chicken pox. And I ran, I ran electrodermal screening machine on the adductor. It's kind of like a skio, newer version of the skio. First thing that shows up chicken pox. I'm like, Oh my gosh, chicken pox. <laughs> And my mind started thinking, like, wait a minute. So I had chicken pox naturally as a kid. That was before the chicken pox vaccine ever, you know, existed. Um, I bet you that bug or that virus was actually in parasites that I've been exposed, that I've had for a long time. Finally, when I killed the parasite, now that virus came out uh, where my immune system can finally clear it out. So a few weeks later, the, the rash was gone, haven't had an issue. Uh, and then the other thing I think about, too, is what, uh, my friend, Dr. Todd Watts says is, you know, when you have parasite infection, like I said, it suppresses your TH1, which allows viral replication. But I'm like, that virus still had to be hiding. And I also think, Wendy, 
how many people when they're older, they get this shingles outbreak, right? The, the, like, where does that come from? Is that because they just have parasites and they have these critters, you know, still living in them where their immune system hasn't cleared them out? Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what your ideal parasite protocol is. So you said that, you know, you want to cleanse, you know, often you want to cleanse consistently. What is an ideal schedule? Because I know a lot of people, um, you know, want to do parasite cleanser. They know that's on their list. They They need to do that at some point. What's the best way to go about that? Yeah, well, definitely the the quality of your products matter. I mean, obviously, I'm biased with microbe formulas, but I'd done parasite cleanses before, and I was like, no parasites. I don't, you know, I don't have any issues. I hardly did any international travel. Like, of course, that's not going to be me. I grew up in the United States, and of course, it ends up being probably one of my biggest health things uh, that I found to date. So impactful. Uh, had severe food allergies, severe skin issues, grinding teeth. I mean, I've got porcelain crowns on my teeth because I was chipping away the front teeth so much I was ready to like break them off thinking like oh I'm just working too much or I'm just too stressed it's like no when you go to sleep parasites get active they increase your cortisol which oftentimes makes you a light sleeper you wake up but then what will happen is they're active during the night when you're sleeping and then you'll clench and grind because you're stressed out during the sleep not maybe because stress during the day but because of the critters inside so i always recommend uh 30 days drainage at least to start with you know open the pathways up um a lot of people like to skip it and then symptoms pop up and they're like oh now i get it now i get why you know you should start with a little bit of drainage first uh but i like 30 days of drainage and then i like to go into the parasite uh cleanse and when you're parasite cleansing i like persistent and consistent now of course depends on the products or some products that you want to pulse like wormwood you don't want to be on that for three months straight you know you want to pulse that uh, a little bit more but um i like 90 days off the bat kind of minimum and give like be every day 90 days and if you don't notice any changes after a month that's when you start increasing the dosage you know the ayurvedic herbs the mimosa pudica seed and there's something about like my mother-in-law she's like i'm not noticing anything i'm like you work in a dental office and you got some stomach issues like there's no like you have to have parasites you know and she got to the five capsules twice a day of mimosa pudica seed, and it was like the floodgates open. She's like, I stopped taking it because I couldn't handle the stuff coming out, and they're still coming out. I'm like, stay on it, you know, like you want to, you know, you want to clear that out. So sometimes you have to like chip away the wall before it actually breaks to, you know, for things to come out. But I would say the typical person, minimum 90 days. Most people with health issues, you're going to have to parasite cleanse at least six months. And the idea is, um, because people will see. Like, well, you know, we kind of did the antibacterial, antibiotic, try to kill all the bugs. Like, should we be doing that with parasites? Should we kind of friend them? And here's what I believe. Because parasite cleansing isn't in our culture, and if we don't believe parasites are an issue, we don't look for them, we don't look for them, we don't find them, parasites get built up because of the toxicity epidemic. So what, what happens is we need to be consistent, persistent to bring the parasite infection down, and then just periodic cleanse. Now, a periodic cleanse could be twice a year. Every spring and fall, you're going to take a month and, you know, hit it hard against the parasites. Um, kind of like the farmers used to do back in the day, every fall and spring, they cleanse the animals, they cleanse the family. Um, we don't, we don't do that anymore. Uh, a periodic could be every full moon 
full moon changes the tide. You know, you're by the ocean in California and the water changes, right? Well, our body's mostly made of water. Parasites are mostly made of water. So activity will increase over a full moon. So if you want to maximize, okay, I'm just going to pick a few days to parasite cleanse, you know, once a month, then what I would say is pick around that full moon. So do two days before the full moon, on the full moon, two days after the full moon. So you're doing like five days. Um, so you can do more of the longer initial cleanse. Then you're just going to do over the full moon and then really focus when you're not parasite cleansing around that full moon, focus on detoxing, you know, focus on clearing the chemicals out that have been built up. Um, and I've just seen some great results clinically with that. How does EMF impact parasites? Well, it ticks them off. So EMFs make bugs mad. They make bugs go bad, you know, like, um, so bacteria will be, can turn pathogenic. Uh, same thing with, with basically parasites. You know, we know mold spores, uh, will actually mold in presence of EMF, you know, the Wi-Fi, the Bluetooth, all that. They'll actually produce, um, 600 times more mycotoxins. Like they'll produce a vast majority more. So I always think of, EMFs as it's basically like the kid that's tapping your shoulder, ma, 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 you're like, ah, oh, that's really cute. And then like a day later, they're still doing it. You're like, are you kidding me? Like, give me some space, you know, like it's fine for a little bit, but then it just stresses the body out. It's like that long sustain just, you know, oh, I just, I can't get energy. It's like, well, clean your environment up, remove the Bluetooth, remove the Wi-Fi, make sure you're not living right next to a cell phone tower. Um, and I know with everything, tablet and phone and all that, it's like, well, now now you're just getting silly, Dr. J, because now I got to get corded again from wireless. And I would say yes, because EMFs, while some people might be like, hey, I'm absolutely fine, not, not a factor. Other people, it's like it magnifies their issues. So it kind of depends on what tipping point you're on. But the, the less stress you're under and the more the environment is for healing, the faster you're going to get better and stay well. So let's talk a little bit about your at-home program. You created Dr. J's at-home program Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I was coaching uh, clients one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I've got some doctors that coach clients one-on-one, -on -one, and it's just like we just can't help people. So I created a program um, really based around walking people through in the order. I actually have assessments so you can figure out, you know, what's going on, and you can um, really at your own pace, you know, watch the videos, look at the protocols, and actually walk through, you know, healing from the journey, I originally started for Lyme disease, you know, the at-home Lyme disease program. And then what I realized was, well, it's not only good for people with chronic Lyme disease, but it's good for people with just chronic issues and autoimmunity and toxicity. Because even if you just like, hey, I just want to detox, I would tell you, you still got a parasite cleanse ahead of time, you know, on the front end to really maximize the detoxification that's coming on the, you know, on the back end, like to get the results. So it always comes back to that at least in my personal viewpoint, it always comes back to that order. And so I just really created an at-home program that walks people through that, you know, understanding if they want to run lab tests, what that would look like. I have assessments built in, all the drainage things. I'm a massive fan of coffee enemas. Uh, and some of the new things I figured out with coffee enemas is actually adding some. Uh, so the coffee enema solution, just the straight up coffee, you know, air roasted or light roasted, like that's all, that's all good. But if you have a hard time holding it, you can add some molasses, like a tablespoon of molasses to it. That'll help. There's some potassium in there that kind of helps to, you know, um, hold that urge. You can add essential oils like tangerine oil to help to purge that liver bile duct a little bit more. But the newest things that I've been doing is actually adding biomolecular oxygen drops to the solution and then the bioactive carbon minerals to the solution. And oh my gosh, like you do a coffee in the morning, you are 
energized. You are rocking and rolling. It's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do this every day. And of course, my wife's like, Jay, calm down. You get too, <laughs> you know, you get too addicted to all this stuff. So I, I do like, you know, one a week now. But um, it's really beneficial to uh, increase bile production in the liver. It's really good to get the bile moving. And there's a lot of parasites that love that liver bile duct, strongyloides. Um, we've got liver flukes, giardia, roundworms. I was just seeing some research about roundworms migrating from the small intestinal tract up the bile ducts and then, you know, basically um, reproducing there. And when you think about, okay, I've got some bile stones, you know, well, what are those caused from? That's probably a toxin that the body's encapsulating or it's a critter that the body's encapsulating, you know, and, and the longer you leave it there, the bigger and the more stones are going to be. So we want to create movement in that liver bile duct. Um, so kind of, you know, walk people through, okay, well, how do you do a coffee enema? How do you maximize it? You know, all that, all that fun stuff that people don't really want to talk about, but they need to know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of coffee enemas and there's so many different benefits. And one of them is you're changing the pH in the colon and you kill a lot of critters that way it's your colon becomes less habitable to these creatures. And then you're, uh, increasing bile flow, which is the best binder on the planet, that helps helps to bind mycotoxins and, and metals and chemicals and things like that. You're increasing glutathione production. Just so, so many different benefits for coffee enemas. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And when you look at, you know, the liver with phase one and phase two detox, there's something, you know, called phase three detox, which is really like, okay, how does it get rid of those chemicals that it processes? in uh, the healthiest way, which is the majority of what happens when somebody's not overloaded and the bile's all not backed up, is it dumps those chemicals into the bile, phase three detox or really drainage. And so if that bile gets stagnant, I mean, we're talking every, you know, the lymphatic system gets backed up, the brain drainage to the lymph gets backed up. If you're suffering with headaches, fatigue, brain fog, and you're like, gosh, you know, I love frankincense essential oil, but if the lymph is backed up, the liver bile ducts backed up, the colon's backed up, I mean, good luck. You need to, you know, really start at the bottom of the funnel, open up the drainage, and it's like life will change for you. Yes, yes. So let's talk a little bit about where listeners can learn more about you, about your supplements, microbe formulas, and about all the protocols that we talked about today on the show. Yeah, best. Um, appreciate, um, you know, chatting with you as always. I just, I love your interviews because you ask such great questions. Um but uh, drjdavidson.com is the best website. That's D-R for doctor, and then J is J-A-Y, and then Davidson, like Harley Davidson, just unfortunately no relationship to the motorcycle company. <laughs> uh, that's the best place. That's where like the at-home and um, program and things are linked. Uh, otherwise, the supplement company microbeformulas.com is the website for that. Yeah, and I've heard nothing but amazing uh, things about the supplement line that you have. Uh, I've had a number of clients go through your parasite protocol, take the microbe formulas. I've heard nothing but good things about them. Highly, highly recommend them. Thank you. It's great to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. J, thanks for coming on the show. It's so, so much fun to interview. You're such a wealth of information, absolute expert on parasites. And I agree, parasites are a huge, huge problem and have to be addressed in, you know, if you're trying to address any type of health issue. It's so important. Thank you so much, Wendy. Everyone, thanks so much for joining in today for the Myers Detox Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I look forward to teaching you guys more in 2019, all about heavy metal detoxification and detoxification of chemicals also. So have a wonderful new year. Such a pleasure to be able to do this podcast every week. 
and uh, teach you guys everything that uh, I'm learning as well, interviewing all these experts like Dr. J. So thanks so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm.